Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Ted Lasso Season 3. Well, if seeing is believing, then I believe we've been seen. Hey there, my name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Season 3, Episodes 1 to 4 of the Apple TV original series, Ted Lasso. Uh, Huge thanks to our friends at Apple for giving us the opportunity to watch these episodes early for review and just making our days brighter in general with this show, honestly. Uh, If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Now, I'm stoked to get into this one, but just before we do, uh, I do want to let you know that if you are like us and you love the world of Star Wars, we currently have two watch clubs going on right now where we break down episodes weekly, giving our thoughts and theories along the way. One for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, which is wrapping up next week, as well as our ongoing watch club for The Mandalorian Season 3 with new episodes out on Fridays. So go check those out. Go enjoy. But in the words of Coach Lasso himself, onward, forward. So... The crew joining me for this review, my team, my fellow football fanatics. We've got the Jolly Jabber, who's ingesting some Jaffa cakes. He's Justin the Jelly Jam Lawrence. Yo, how's it going? You had a you have, you had a Jaffa cake before, Justin? Uh, no, but heaven knows I've tried. So, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, really? How, how does that mean? Like you tried that? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, listen, with his hair as illustrious as Danny Rojas, we've got the daring, dive-kicking, defense-doubting Darcy, the Diamond Dog Hudson. Football is life. Football, Football is life. is life, dude. Oh, my gosh. Got the Diamond Dog himself. Um, but listen, lastly, but certainly not leastly, uh, as fashionable as Keeley, but just as fierce as Rebecca, we've got the magnificent magistrate of the match who's always making moves. She's Megan, the midfield clearing Clara. Hello. That couldn't have been more complimentary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keely no and problem. Rebecca are two women I definitely look up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know, like, so midfield clearing? I, I wrote that. I don't know what it means. Uh, I know nothing I think- about football. <laughs> nothing but you don't have to with this show and that's one of the most beautiful parts about it uh we can all learn together but how are y'all doing so happy to have um ted back in our lives uh before we dive into this review i'm gonna get all i'm gonna get all like sappy a little bit and and and, uh we're gonna get a little deep here um you know this is season three potentially potentially they keep going back and forth but potentially the final season of this show Uh, i wanted to ask each of you what does Ted Lasso mean to you? And Megan, we'll, we'll have you kick us off. Sure. Kick, kick, Football. Kick, kick us off. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. There may be a tear or two. This show means more than I ever thought a TV show could. Um, yeah. Understanding how to portray mental health issues like anxiety, depression, and OCD makes this show un- untouchable. Like no other what would be a sitcom 
has done this before and done it so well. This show provides its viewers with compassion, heart, and almost a little nudge to look within and maybe change your perspective when you're entering a situation that might be uncomfortable or negative. I often get taken aback by the way this show prepares you for a storyline common to drama series, but then Mm -hmm. turns that thought on its head and gives us that Ted Lasso buzzword, hope. Mm. It... It takes a scenario that you think it's going to happen in a certain way because that's what always happens in TV shows and then it doesn't happen that way and people are kind and loving and hopeful and generous and it's amazing. It deals with social, political, and generational issues with grounded understanding and the absolute perfect amount of humor so that it still stays humble and relatable. This show makes me feel anything and everything all at once. And I know that nobody on that movie worked in the show, but it it just like gives me chills to think about how incredible this show is. And I don't want it to end, but I also want it to end on the right note. So if they think that's this season, then I'm okay with it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely feel that um, for sure. Justin, how about yourself? Well, I, I think that's the exact sentiments that we probably all feel um, in that, you know, it is it is a show that on the surface, it's about a soccer team that's finding their way or, or a football team that's finding their way and a coach that is a fish out of water and what that experience looks like. But underneath it is just so many different layers that deal with mental health and and how 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 do you cope with that and having a support system and what does that support system look like um and i think that's like beautifully captured in the metaphor of the football team and the behind the scenes of the team and there's all these certain archetypal characters that you get with these sort of sports dramedies um and to meg's point it's all kind of flipped on its head um everyone is very vulnerable everyone's very honest moments that you think like you said it's going to play out the way that it typically would play out, it surprises you and it's an absolute delight. It has such a way with making you smile and cry all at the same time, but feeling good about it. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I say like th- this is pretty much the definition of feel-good television. Uh, this show is has redefined that. And by not just making it just a comedy, but by layering in the real life issues that we, we all face and the sensibilities of how we deal with that. You know, like just yesterday, Cast appeared at the White House during the daily press conference to talk about mental health. And I think that's just a testament to how the show is reaching beyond just their series to really talk about the core theme of this sports show, which is mental health and what that looks like. Yeah, I think that it's the show will be always celebrated for being probably the, the show that puts a smile on your face, but like Meg says, makes you think at the same time about, about your own well-being and you know, about your own health mm-hmm. and you know who's, who's part of your support system. And there's just so much that it feeds into. It's so much more than just a comedy sports show. So I, I think that's that was the surprise for me uh, after season one, and it continues to surprise me as, as we go through. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Darcy. I mean, this show is unique, at least to my family, in the sense that literally all of us are watching it, with the exception of my brother Kelly, because he refuses to watch because we told him to watch it too many times, and now he's, <laughs> it's, it's this whole thing it's now. It's too but, cool. 
but I watch it with my parents. And there's one thing I usually watch a lot of shows with my mom, but my dad, it, it takes a lot to get him invested in a show like he's invested in Ted Lasso. And I think a lot of it comes down to is how human the characters all are. You're talking about how they're vulnerable and they're opening up and showing their weaknesses and making mistakes. And that's what humans do. And it, the fact that my dad liked the show enough to go and recommend it to my grandparents. Now they're watching it. And my aunt and uncle and my cousins, like this doesn't happen a lot where we're talking about, you know, a show at a family gathering, but whenever Ted Lasso finishes up the next gathering, you know, we're going to be talking about the last season and how it made us laugh and cry at the same time. And how it, again, everything is so human about the characters. You can't help but root for them and want them to do well and succeed. So, so yeah, this show is incredible and I, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that with the, with the family thing. I think, I think much like moments with Animal Crossing, this show came into our lives at a time when we needed it most uh, and when Mm -hmm. we needed these characters most. And I think, you know, during those lockdown moments, those really difficult moments where people are feeling really lonely, um, I I think to me, that's that will always be the greatest gift this series has given me is is kind of getting me through some of those moments uh, during, you know, in in 2020. Uh, And I remember watching it at times you know, they'd, they'd swear and or they'd do things that I normally wouldn't want to watch with my parents uh, or with Darcy's grandparents. Uh, <laughs> but it's such a testament to the writing that that it, you know, everyone loves this show. Everyone looks past maybe content that they wouldn't normally watch because the outcome is so honest. It's so beautiful. And there's so many lessons in the show, whether it be the, the message of continuing you know, on the, on the, you know, continuing on in the face of uncertainty or the message of staying in touch with your friends and family, checking in on them, um, and letting them know that you're there to listen to them when they need it, or just simply believe. Um, there's just so many incredible messages and lessons that we get through these characters and through their stories. And the show is damn funny. Like the show is damn Mm -hmm. funny. And that's another aspect to it. That's just like, it's, it's so incredible that we can just get all of that. Um, and yeah, to see them at the white house, uh, press briefing, Justin, as you called out, like it was, it's, it's wonderful. It's great to see them, you know, getting that message out into the real world, going beyond just the writing of this show and just to see Jason and the cast up there was, was awesome. So cool. Uh, but let me get to the synopsis for this show as if you don't already know, uh, from the creators and producers, Brendan Hunt, Joe Kelly, and Bill Lawrence comes Ted Lasso now in its third season. And in the wake of Nate's contentious departure from Richmond, Roy Kent steps up as assistant coach alongside Coach Beard. Meanwhile, while Ted deals with pressures at work, he continues to wrestle with his own personal issues back home. Rebecca is focused on defeating Rupert and Keeley navigates being the boss of her own PR agency. Things seem to be falling apart both on the uh, on and off the pitch, but Team Lasso is set to give it their best shot anyways. The show stars Jason Sudeikis, Brendan Hunt, Hannah Waddingham, Judo Temple, Jeremy Swift, Nick Mohammed, Sarah Niles, Brett Goldstein, Crystal Fernandez, Toheeb Jimo, Phil Dunster, Cola Bocchini, James Lance, and Anthony Head, amongst many more incredibly talented cast and crew uh the show is streaming right now with its first two episodes already out on apple tv plus with new episodes releasing weekly every wednesday uh now as i mentioned at the top we are only discussing uh without spoilers the first four episodes of the season that's all we've seen um and i can't wait to see more but hopefully this conversation you know if you're listening to this will give you a little insight as to where we might be going this season again without without really spoiling anything so let's Let's start off with what we've been uh, enjoying so far. I think 
you know, Ted Lasso's back. Uh, these characters feel like they've grown so much. And, and I love that they're making decisions that, Meg, like you pointed out, we're getting these surprises. They're, they're these surprising things that we don't expect these characters to necessarily do. But it also feels entirely earned. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's really refreshing to have a comedy series where we can get some really goofy and silly moments that are hilarious but never come off as inauthentic or campy. And at no point in time in watching these first four episodes did I ever feel like a character would do or say something they normally wouldn't say. And I think that for a show, especially a comedy series, in its third season and, and maybe even nearing the end of this series... You know, normally you would get some drastic changes that don't always feel natural uh, in a lot of shows at this point, but it, it still really does for these characters. And I absolutely love that about this show. Well, and then you also start to get to a point with a show when it's already had two full seasons and both were fantastic. You go into a third and you're thinking there's no way they're going to top what they did in the last two right. seasons or there, there's no way it's going to be at the same standard. And then it is. And it's, so amazing and like you were saying the surprises that come along it's it's like expected that it's not gonna be what normal tv shows do but then it's still surprising to see so i i love that it constantly bounces back and forth from hilarious and also heartfelt and stays grounded and the the jokes don't come at the expense of the drama or the intense moments right. that feel they real. Yeah. They exactly they just make yeah. it even more relatable for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. I think the first four episodes definitely do set up a a precedence for an end. Um, there's a there's a sense of confidence in the air in terms of the performances that we're getting from from the entire cast in these four episodes that that feels like you said uh, Nate earned after two seasons of of spending time with them and understanding their dynamics uh, and how they work together and and each character on their own that this just feels so refreshing as you said it's like it's like wholesome to be coming back to something that we know and we're familiar with you know there's there's a lot of pressure on them as a team and we're seeing them cope with that together and just even in the first episode the idea of how lessons are are being taught and and the lesson that that is being taught is is so simple but it's obviously done in a very elaborate way and that to me is like true ted lasso manner it's and the lesson is so simple but the story and the adventure that goes with that that lesson is is so enjoyable and it puts a smile on your face at the end of at the end of every episode and just to see where everyone is after you know uh the end of season two like you know uh roy and keely are, are no longer together what does that look like right the team has lost nate we're seeing them cope with that right we're seeing the coaching team cope with that as well right like there's 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 an interesting sense of drama that needs to unfold but it's doing it in these four episodes very very like nice and slow so that we can kind of it's digestible and and it builds upon itself to to get to to more to bigger things so i'm definitely excited after the four episodes to see what's going to happen next for Richmond so yeah well and I I just really quickly to touch on the character growth that we mentioned earlier and and the lesson in episode one I won't spoil necessarily what the lesson is but there's a moment with Jamie uh, that I just absolutely adored where the team starts getting heated and upset about something and Ted's you know he sees this from the other from across the office and he goes okay I got to get out there and resolve this and you just see Jamie saying some of the most Ted Lasso 
shit. And it's it works so well to just show how much but Ted has influenced yeah. the team and especially mm-hmm. Jamie of all characters being exactly. the one. His growth is mm-hmm. so yes. phenomenal. And, you yeah. know, the idea of sort of normally we would see in season one, these lessons would take an entire episode to get to, whereas this feels like it happens so quickly, which does show how much more Jamie trusts uh ted to kind of be that person that he needs to be emulating when it comes to leadership and i just ah i love it so much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it's also really cool that there's characters that are noticing each other's growth as well and they're Mm -hmm. noticing growth within themselves which is also a really amazing concept what the the series has done so so well is you know in the first season, it kind of establishes a little bit of that internal conflict that some of these characters are dealing with, um, you know, especially Ted. And, you know, that manifests itself in a real in a real way and w- dealing with talking about mental health. And then, you know, season two is the exploration of that, getting the help and, and making the commitment to be aware of it and, and, and fix it. And I think while Ted's going through that, the whole team is going through that personally in different ways with their own identity. So it's, it's just such a great mirroring between our, our main character and the team that these, these situations find a way of mixing and melding that there's, there's constantly parallels between them. So here in this third season, it's, it's really nice to see an air of, of comfortability with all of these characters. Like you pointed out, Nate, like to hear Jamie give the Ted Lasso advice to a team just goes to show how much growth Jamie has had and how much of an influence, obviously, Ted La- Ted's been on him. But really, Jamie, thinking about how much of a cocky prick he was in the first season, right? And mm-hmm. how he's a team player now. He's a team player, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Where he thought he was the team, he's now part of a team. So I, that to me was a great little moment that, that gives validation as to how far we've come with a character like Jamie Tart. I mean, I think the coolest thing about this show is that as the seasons go on, we're getting a look a closer look at more of the players lives where like the first season we were focused more on you know Roy and Jamie's you know relationship within the team and maybe a bit of Sam and then that second season we really explored Sam's you know dynamic and a bit of Danny and now we're going further and getting even more like we're getting the goal some of the goalie story we're getting some of like Colin's story all the all the characters are having a chance to shine now and this cast from like they haven't recast anyone yet they're all knocking it out of the ballpark they are incredible actors and they again they bring so much heart to these characters that you can't help but root for them because you want them to succeed so it's again the cast is incredible every character matters in this series yeah. From, yep. from Ted Lasso to the team to the coaching team to the the executives to to May at the bar with uh, with those three dudes, <laughs> the uh, Baz, uh, Paul, and uh, I think Jeremy is the other guy's name. Um, their story in itself, their commitment to the team, uh, you know, they're on the outside, obviously, of, of the larger story that we're experiencing, but they still matter, right? Like they had that great episode uh, last season uh, with with Coach Beard. Uh, that I absolutely loved, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was a bottleneck. So it was definitely a bottleneck out there episode, but it shows the personality of Coach Beard, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it gave him that time for his character to be shown because he's always he's kind of seen as an oddball. So I totally agree. I think every character in this show matters. There's no secondary characters. There's no like lesser characters. Everyone serves a purpose to the bigger story of of Ted Lasso. Well, and I think like last season where we did get to see more of Coach Beard, we got to see more stuff with Sam. Uh, this mm-hmm. season, it looks like we might be getting a little more from uh, Billy Harris's Colin Hughes uh, character, which I'm so looking forward to see where his story goes. I, I can't wait to cry all over it. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's going to be yeah. absolutely uh, incredible. But I, I also 
you know, let's let's talk about these performances a little more in depth here. Obviously, outstanding performances as always. Um, for me, the standouts, I think, so far in these four episodes, of course, uh, Jason Sudeikis. But I also want to shout out Hannah Waddingham. I think, um, you know, so I, I'll, I'll let you guys yeah. She's take amazing. All, mm-hmm. the, all the flowers that you want to give uh, to Jason. But I wanted to shout out Hannah here because... I think she's she's killing it. I think Rebecca's obsession with not with with wanting nothing more than to beat Rupert. And there's so many moments in these these first four episodes where I was going back and forth between rooting for her behavior as like a hell yeah, like let's freaking destroy Rupert kind of feeling, and then I was also kind of wanting so badly for her to push past it and let go in moments and I think that has so much to do with these incredible like moments with with the the faces that Hannah is making you see it in her eyes you see like whether you're seeing fear or fire in those eyes they just she's so emotive she's Mm -hmm. She's so phenomenal um but yeah I I just unbelievable stuff yeah Yeah, I'm a huge fan of of Hannah Waddington she is she has confidence written all over her she is strong powerful she's poised she's very thoughtful um but i think what's nice is that we're seeing maybe a little bit of the unhinging of that um and we're seeing that kind of uh, manifest itself i love brett goldstein's roy especially now having (laughs) Mm -hmm. brett goldstein more outside of his character of roy it is such a difference between who he is as a person and and who roy is and and i think that you know again to see his growth to see his development to see to see how he's a little more accepting of things and and more open to to maybe some changes and and to hearing people's thoughts i think that's that's just so well done and with that i think you know phil dunster's jamie tart Mm -hmm. um absolutely absolutely incredible uh acting again just he's he's getting more comfortable with where his character is you can actually like i feel like i can physically see the a, a difference between the way he carried himself in season one to how he's carrying himself here and mm-hmm. and that's not just being more funny and comedic that's just i think being a little bit more lax like i think he he walked into the the locker room in the first season like with a with a tight ass like he's like i'm here to you know <laughs> fucking be the team and yeah win the team right and now he's a little more loosey-goosey and stuff like that so it's just like it's it's had effect on him um also just last one i, I like there's everyone's great but juno temple um, mm. As Keeley, um, again, given in this in this season, uh, these four episodes, we can see that she's coping with something. She's she's trying to find her place. Like she's obviously inspired by Rebecca and what Rebecca can uh, you know symbolizes in her life and what she is. And I think she's trying to do that, but she knows that she's not Rebecca. And we see that sort of unfold in 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 this new journey with with this uh, business that she started, and it's it's just. Again, you talk about like Hannah Waddingham, like how she acts with her eyes. You see Juno, like, you know, just kind of like kind of be startled by things. Sometimes leaving imprints uh, exactly. with her eyes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But you know, you know, but like when she's when she's confronted by one of her executives and she's intimidated and, you know, it's not like she's saying anything. It's just her demeanor and her body language suddenly just Drops. changes. Yeah. yeah, it just dropped. It wasn't that confident Keely that we knew from the other seasons. So it's it's really fun. It's really interesting to see such a drastic difference between some of these characters. I could go on, but I will I will throw I will throw it. I could I'll throw it to you guys because I'm sure there's more people that you want to talk about. Well, I just want to talk on the end of Juno's performance to see Keely. She's such a badass in the first two seasons, and that's why she was able to go into this position of owning her own business. But there's so much more to that that she didn't know about going in so she's almost this like yeah 
Yeah, she's this shy, like nervous, sort of timid person when she's at work because she's like, how come everybody's not having fun? How come everybody's not going to be like me? But Mm -hmm. she has to work on that and figure out how to become a boss and how to be her version of a boss, which I think is my favorite part of the journey she's going to go on in this season because Mm -hmm. she's not going to be Hannah Waddingham's Rebecca. She's going to be Keely Jones and she's going to keep her heart. She's not a hard ass. Like, that's just not who she is. So I think it's it's going to be really cool to watch her go through that evolution this season. Mm-hmm. I definitely see her going to Ted for a lot of advice in terms of you know, <sighs> organizing a team or bringing a team together. So looking forward to that, those interactions and that that mentorship uh, starting. But yeah, just again, you've talked about how all these characters are knocking out of the park. What I thought is cool is that returning people who are having you know, more of a story, like Trent Krim. Yes. Uh, James Lance, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. He is... Awesome. I can't wait to tell like his story the way that they started off in these first four episodes. I love the guy even more than I already did. And I can't wait to see what story he's going to tell now that he's not working for the independent. So it, it's there. They set up for all these storylines, like you said, Justin, where no character is unimportant. You're invested in everyone's, everyone's story, story and you want to yeah. see how it ends for mm-hmm. each of them because they're all mm-hmm. so human. And I love it. But mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, too, because with Trent Krim, you know, this was a character that I know for myself, and I, I can't speak for you, but I'm, I'm sure like for a lot of people, didn't gel right away, was very uh, written you know, on purpose as sort of a, a rough kind of untrustworthy character to kind of get along with. But now, mm-hmm. like after the episode one ended and I was like, oh, are we not going to get any, like I want, I was like, where's Trent? Where'd Trent go? And so the fact that we are getting uh, him more as a series regular is so, it, it makes me so happy. And even just having that feeling just reminded me that, yeah, you know what? We can get these wild card characters, but by the end of one season with them, they can be a character that we hope we'll, we'll get more of. Um, you know, I think there's a wild card character. I won't mention their name just yet, but, you know, there's maybe one or two wild card characters, actually, by the end of these four episodes that I'm kind of like... I don't know if by the end of the season I'm going to want them to succeed or to fail or to uh, to to you know, become um, more human, if you will, in some ways. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I I think it's 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 really intriguing, and I I really you know I think I trust the writing team on this series to do the right thing with those characters um, because I think by the end of this season and by the end of the series I think the only character uh, and I mean you know shout out to him for for absolutely killing it with his performance but I think the only character that we won't really care about or, or will be kind of happy if he's not doing okay is Rupert uh, yeah, I think I think we're all pretty aligned with Rebecca <laughs> yeah. on that one his his character his character actually I feel like is the most generic uh it's like a villain the, mo- yeah. the most generic is a villain and, and just the most generic in terms of like what what he has going on mm-hmm. and he has one purpose exactly and he, there's some revelations through through these four episodes that make it kind of interesting but again it just falls into he's the typical overconfident billionaire who, who thinks he knows everything opposite of him is obviously rebecca uh and and she's obviously dealing with a confidence issue and, and, and is having struggles and you know just as we've been talking about these characters i just love that we've honed in on the theme through these four episodes there is a parallel here of dealing with confidence finding yeah. confidence and trusting yourself and yeah. and 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 all the variations of of what that might look like um in regards to you know how, how they have to cope with it how they have to right how they have to handle it i am going to just shout out though uh nick 
Muhammad yeah. uh, as Nate. I think from where he started and where he is uh, now has everything to do with a lack of confidence and a lack of belief in himself. Um, but Nick Muhammad, he can act. He is not just a comedy guy. He's emotional. There's an, there's a moment in here and it's definitely a testament to editing and him acting and, and that mashup of the two. Um, but just the snap, it's, there's just a single moment where it just snaps and, you know, he's in this bully mode and, uh, it's interesting to see how he wavers between right and wrong. Rupert, obviously, as we saw at the end of, of last season is, is the catalyst of that. And that really does manifest itself in these four episodes. They make it quite clear, you know, that, that he is, uh, Nate is Rupert's pet, if you will. And he's fueling him with confidence and he's giving him all of it, even if it's false confidence, it's not real confidence, right? It's made up. So again, tying back to, I think a core theme of what this season Season three will probably deal with, or at least what these first four episodes are really handling. So yeah, it's, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Well, and we, we saw Nate back in season two have that moment where he was staring at himself in the mirror and like talking so much crap about himself. And then he like spit in his own face mm. and bringing that essence of Nate back into this season, but in a different light, because now he doesn't have the support of Richmond or Ted or the the good people, Keeley, like the good people around him that care about him. He doesn't have that support anymore, or at least he's, he's separated himself from that. So he's isolated. Watch, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And watching him go through how he's bullied himself in the past and continues to do so because there's so much pressure on him and there's this fear put into him from Rupert, whether on purpose or not. It's really interesting. And I thought we had lost Nate at the last season uh, or the season finale of season two. I was like, oh, no, he's changed. He's be becoming this horrible person and doing these horrible things. But the Nate we all know and love is still in there. He just needs that love and support that he had on Richmond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think it's it's going to be really intriguing to see where his story goes, um, just mm -hmm. on the topic of performances, I'll just get back to Jason. I think you know, he's just, he's so good as Ted Lasso. Like it's just the, it, yeah. it's, I was going to mention it. It's, it's, it you know what <laughs> I mean? You don't even Ted Lasso, even when he did that, that, that presidential <laughs> he thing was Ted Lasso. It he was Jason Sinek's, but he was still Ted Lasso. Nah, he like, Ted you can't Lasso. help. Yeah, exactly. He's so charming. <laughs> I, think, I think he just, he seems, you know, the character seems so honest with himself. And it's, I think it's when we get to see those moments where he's not saying something that's on his mind. Right. Mm -hmm. he, Coach Beard has to almost mm -hmm. pull that out pull of him. Out of Those are the moments where I think Jason Sudeikis is putting on uh, a, a really phenomenal performance, a phenomenal dramatic performance um, from this guy that I remember from SNL. Like, it's just phenomenal to get this level of character. And he, he's just he's so freaking good. Um I want to shout out the music. Uh, I think Tom Howe is doing yes. a really phenomenal job of complimenting oh, yeah. the moments Always and these does. performances. Yeah. Um, whether it's highlighting Ted's anxiety, uh, adding to the descent of Nate, or giving great light music as these characters just connect as Keely and Rebecca have their girl time. Um, it's just it's awesome just to sort of continue to hear that Ted Lasso sound. Like Tom very much has developed a Ted Lasso sound that is authentic, just like the characters themselves. 
I, I think that's that's Tom Howe's sound. I think that you can hear that in shrinking as well. There's yeah. the there's the right amount. It's 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 a, it's a little different, but it 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 does have that sparkle. It has that charm to it. It has that huh, like puts a smile on your face kind of as you watch the watch the episode and dramatic moments aren't intensified with the music. It's 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 implemented in on a more emotional level. You know, everything right. is is meant to hit you emotionally and Tom Howe mm-hmm. and what he's done with both of those series I think established his signature uh, sound, the music in itself, like you said, is it's it's its own it's its own thing. It's its own character. Well, and I think there's so many things that in my mind, and we talked about this during the spoiler-free review for Shrinking, uh, but there's so many things in my mind that make me feel like those are the same universes. <laughs> so, like for sure. when I talk about the the Ted Lasso sound, and yeah, you're right, it's the Tom Howe sound, but it's this it's the Tom Howe sound. Yeah, it, for sure. it just it means that whatever in my mind, whatever he works on. Uh, is part of the Ted yeah, Lasso cinematic universe. That's so. <laughs> that's that's how I that's why I was saying in our spoiler free like it spiritually feels like it's a a spin off of Ted Lasso because it has the same themes. Yeah, it's dealing with it on a on a on a whole other level, but it it is very real and grounded. And you know the music then again adding that layer. So you know to have these shows kind of playing you know back to back well with shrinking closing out uh, later this week. Uh, it, it's kind of nice. I, I'm hoping. Bill Lawrence will continue to build out this Ted Lasso universe, if you will. Yeah, yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. Well, if Brett Goldstein's involved in the writing, then I, I trust it because, <laughs> again, he's I've seen he's he's written some of the episodes of this this first four of the first four and some of the last season too, and he really understands the characters and the the stories they're telling are, are all again very engaging, and you want to see how they play out, and I feel like a lot of that is the actors understanding the writing and then again the writers understanding where these characters are going so it it, mm-hmm. it all comes together mm-hmm. so well and you can really see it in this season and i think these characters uh from a standpoint of again what you might have to look forward to um you know they think there's there's a lot and and normally at the end of these these reviews you know we we'd we'd give a score we'd give a final rating um but i kind of wanted to wrap up instead with you know, maybe what's one thing again, without kind of getting into spoilers, but what's one thing that you're most excited about for the rest of this season? Uh, and I'm going to have Darcy actually, uh, Darcy, if you want to do a corner kick uh, and kick us <laughs> off here. Sure thing. I mean, I already mentioned it earlier, but Trent Crim's storyline this season is, has me most uh, engaged basically because again, because you look he... the most like him. Is that why? Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. I don't know. I never thought of that, but uh, I don't know. I just I like the idea of his character going from this again, this jaded sports writer who only sees the worst in people, and then hanging out with the, the lasso team and and mm. and you know getting sucked into their shenanigans and how that's going to understanding affect yeah. his writing yeah. and stuff like that. Like I can't wait to see how that character's arc plays out. So mm-hmm. yeah, Trent Krim yeah. is me most excited for the rest of the season. Yeah. He, <laughs> he cool. falls a lo- in love with the sport again because of Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the jaded sports writer. I love that. That's a that's a little that's a great little caveat. Yeah. Justin. Well, um I I honestly think that um this is the final season. Um, and it, it's set up in a way that feels like that, uh, you know, I think it was Jason Sudeikis that went on the record of saying that season two was the empire strikes back 
of of the story and he's referred to this uh this final season as the the final arc in the character of ted lasso uh similar to a return of the jedi and it does feel like that these first four episodes kind of are leaning into that uh you know we were talking about it before but the relationship between rupert and uh nathan or, or nate nate the great um it it does have an emperor darth vader vibe and i think nate is definitely darth vader who's wavering between good and bad and whenever he gets too close to trying to be good i think you know rupert is is the emperor that's there to pull him back in and as star wars fans we know that return of the jedi as much as it is the completion of luke skywalker's story it is a story of redemption for anakin skywalker or darth vader he's the wonder kid for a specific reason because i think he is going to make a comeback to richmond and he's going to be reunited with with his team because his his story amongst all the other ones that all the other characters that we've seen he's the one that is in sort of a regression mode you know he's not dealing with his problems he's not opening about it he's not talking about it. he doesn't have a support system so i think he's the final piece for the team to be a team and getting him to open up and understanding the sort of pressures that he has so i'd like to see nate come back to richmond uh before the season's out to help Hopefully Richmond win. Uh, that's that's another thing that I'd like to see. You know, two seasons where they haven't won. They've gotten close, but, you know, they haven't. And that, that was interesting even in season one when you don't have your team win. Um, so, you know, it'd be nice now here as the return of the Jedi of this trilogy, we see them win. Yeah, I definitely think we're going to get to see a scene... Uh, Rupert's sitting in the stands with Nate. They're watching a game of a different team, and he's going to turn to him, and he's going to be, "Did I? Did you ever hear of the tragedy <laughs> about the great of Darth <laughs> Plagueis the Wise? Coach, it'd be Coach Plagueis, Coach the Plagueis the Coach. Wise. You ever hear the story? Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm going to jump in if it's okay, Meg, because I think yeah. I'm right there with Justin. Um, you know, for for reasons beyond just having a great name, um, I'm most excited to see what happens with. <laughs> Uh, with Nate, I think, you know, Rupert, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's, it's great that Rupert can be this emperor like character and we can all collectively feel nothing but disdain for him. Um, but the fact that there's still parts of me feeling for what Nate is going through just shows how wonderfully his character is written. Right. And, and yeah, Justin, I hope he does come back. I hope, I hope he's back and I hope, uh, I hope he's better for it. And I, I just want, I just want everyone except for Rupert to be okay. Um, I, I I do want Nate to stop spitting, though, because it's really gross. And I, I understand that it's a coping mechanism. I understand that it's it's a thing that he's he's working through. But I just hope he never has to do that again. Um, but no, I, I definitely am really intrigued uh, to see kind of what happens with him. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the only other major uh sort of interesting thing is is we are getting uh, a really intriguing relationship uh, i mean it's always been an intriguing relationship but we're going to be seeing maybe a little bit more between uh jamie and roy uh and i'm very intrigued to see kind of what comes of it because i think it's going to be really integral to uh to this uh, maybe final season uh but megan what are you most excited about for this third season of ted lasso i mean there were moments where i I connected so intensely and not because I'm going through any of the same stuff that Ted is going through at all, but because he suffers with such intense anxiety and I know what that feels like. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like such a good show. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no worries. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
it means something to you. At the end of the day, I think that's what this show is meant to do. Mm -hmm. It's meant to connect yeah. with people on that level that can allow them to really look inside of themselves and understand that. Because maybe in some ways this helps with the idea of how to go about recognizing moments in, in your own life that, that run parallel. So I think it's actually really yeah. great that you have such an emotional response to it, right? It wouldn't be good television and that's the feel-good yeah. part. You, you're <laughs> looking at your life through this show and that's the feel-good moment of it, right? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, and there's a specific moment that I obviously won't spoil, but I'm a huge person on communication. And Ted says something along the lines of, I know maybe this isn't right to communicate with you, but I also don't think it's right to bottle it up. And it's so awesome to see that happen and the growth like we were talking about before, mm -hmm. seeing him change and seeing him realize and seeing how therapy is helping him and how the people around him are helping him. And that's so incredible. So I'm really excited to see Ted get his groove back. And I'm really excited <laughs> just to watch this entire team come together and continue to inspire us all and on a less emotional note <laughs> i'm really excited for more pop culture references that i understand because there <laughs> were a bunch of them in these four episodes that i really appreciated as a millennial as someone born in the 90s they're referring to things that happened in the early 2000s that these guys playing football these teammates all would understand those references because that's the generation that they're from. So I I appreciate that part of it, and I'm really excited for more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, th and I think there's uh, there's still acknowledgement though of younger generations. Um, of course, I can't remember yeah. who who says it, but there's a character that that Ted responds to in episode one of just being like, listen, your generation is straight and to the point. Uh, and that's something I appreciate about it. And it's just, it's fantastic to sort of see them acknowledging that. But, um, you know, Megan, don't worry about crying. Like Keely says, crying is like an Thank orgasm you. for the soul. Uh, <laughs> so made it a little awkward there, but hopefully with a little bit of laughs as well. Um, but that is it for, uh, I really enjoyed this. So that was it for this uh, spoiler free uh, review for Ted Lasso season three episodes one to four spoiler free discussion I guess uh, we hope you enjoyed it and if you did make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts and if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the movies or shows we cover well I'm going to do a scorpion kick and pass the ball over to Justin <laughs> so he can let you know how you can reach us well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if that feels like you're traveling into a sewer, well, you can reach us <laughs> at on, on Instagram at wearegeekcentric or on Twitter at geekcentricyt. I flipped them there. I, I did the flip. I liked it. I liked it. That's okay. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> just don't just don't I also flip. really love I also really love that you're not getting us to give a score for this show because nobody in this show judges other people. So that makes me happy. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. No, we'll, we'll definitely do something at the end, though. I think we'll sure. be coming sure, back sure. to the show and we'll be Spoilers, giving Spoilers, though. A, it'll a, be a fives rating. out of fives. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Already. I'm point. pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, you're not going to you're not going to be slipping into a pile of poop, eh? uh, as, uh, <laughs> as Jamie says. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows and games, including our spoiler free review for the Apple TV Plus original series Shrinking, which, again, if you haven't already just started watching that show, just, just watch it. Watch it's it. So Come good. on. Like, <laughs> so dude, good. If you... I'm going to tell you, Shrinking, these these two shows pair together 
like a fine wine, uh, which doesn't have to be expensive, like Richard might say. Um, you can you can afford to watch both these shows. It's the I same promise. Subscription. It's the same it's subscription. The same subscription. Yeah. Watch it. It's You're the same. Saving money. It's the, come on. The TLCU. Ted Lasso Cinematic Universe. But listen, if you like other cinematic universes like Star Wars, we also uh, have our interview out now with, uh, our most recent interview, I think, is our interview with Mandalorian director Rick Famuyiwa, as well as Bo Katan Kreese herself, Katie Sackoff. So if you're enjoying The Mandalorian and want to check those out, definitely do so on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Uh, and we also have uh, some upcoming interviews with some folks from another Apple TV original series, uh, which we are really stoked to share with you. So, you know, subscribe, click all the things, follow our socials so you can hear all about those. So follow us on TikTok as well. We're, on, we're, we're woke on TikTok. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and you can follow us there at We Are Geek Centric. Justin's been posting some really great clips uh, and putting some stuff together. So definitely go check all that stuff out. Megan, Darcy, Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this spoiler-free discussion and just honestly just this lovely discussion of talking about how much we love this incredible show. Uh, and as we say, love ya. Laters. Bye. Peace.